Hello, this is 2AM Brains. I am Dinah Delilah. And big news, Pixel has returned from hiatus. Hi, Pixel. How is everybody doing? I'm doing phenomenal. We're going on the Mercury retrograde, I think, is going on. Right is now. that what this is? I think it. I think everyone's going crazy. So We're going to have to do a show about Mer Mercury okay. and retrograde because, again, okay. this is more bullshit that yes. we need to talk about. Um, I'll do the research. Okay. But today, we actually have a special guest with us. We very much so do. Would you like to introduce our guest? His name is Tim Robertson. And you actually found Mr. Tim. So you want to explain a little bit about him? I found Tim because I'm sort of a fan of his. Okay. Tim runs the social media for um, a group of podcasts that I am a huge fan of. And he put something out saying he would be willing to talk to other podcasters. And Good. I was excited. So hi, Tim. How are you? Well, hello. Nice to uh, be on the podcast, Dinah and Estelle. Is it Dinah or Dina? I'm sorry. It's Dinah. Dinah, okay. Uh, actually from the Bible. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. So special uh, guest, I don't know how special it is. I guess we'll see uh, See what we make of that here as we go along. <laughs> we'll put some cool music behind it. We'll make it really special. We're funny. Yeah. So we think we're funny. And I think we're thinking that you're pretty funny. I read through some of your Facebook last night, and I lol. So yeah. Let's, well, uh, well, well, thank you. That's kind of my job is to get paid to uh, make jokes, mostly uh, dip and poop jokes, but jokes. <laughs> Those are some of the best. <laughs> Those are the best. Those are the yeah. best. So why don't you tell us a little bit about that? I know that you work for Puzzle and a Thunderstorm. But not all of our listeners know who they are. And I'm not sure that Estelle listens to all of them. Maybe not. So why don't okay. you tell us a little bit about that first? So Puzzle and the Thunderstorm is a group of podcasts. Uh, they were founded 10 years ago. And it includes Scaling Atheists, Skeptocrat, God Awful Movies, D&D Minus, which is a real play um, Dungeons and Dragons podcast. And uh, part of the crew also puts out uh, a podcast called Citation Needed and Dear Old Dads. Over 10 years, they've produced over 1,500 episodes of content, and I handle their social media for them, which is a very broad topic of what that means. Uh, but that's who Puzzle uh, and Thunderstorm is, and uh, that's what I do for them. Okay. So what does your family think about what you do? Or no, what is your family? You do. Sorry. Like if you, what does Tim do? And this is your mom explaining what you do. So I don't have an official title, but what they think I do is um, I work with some guys that are on the radio and I promote their live shows and I, and I write jokes for them. That's, that's kind of what they all think that I do. Uh, what I really do is handle the Facebook, the Twitter, the Patreon, uh, make the live show arrange with some travel, set up the advertisers, make the travel plans, answer listener questions, manage the database, and I'm kind of the unofficial trivia guy uh, for the show. But as far as they know, they're not into podcasts, so it's just I work for some people on the radio, and if you really ask my mom to tell her friends what I do, she will say, well, Tim just plays on his phone all day. <laughs> Tim gets paid to be on Facebook. <laughs> I, I, I lay in bed and play on my phone, and it all just works out somehow. It, it's a secret. I manifest that into the universe and reality. 
That is beautiful. That really is. So how did you get into this role, doing all of those things? Yeah, it it was kind of by accident. So uh, without going into the whole backstory, I found myself um, in need of a job. I had some mental health issues, really severe long-term depression, and interacting with people was taxing. So that's tough to be in a job market when you don't want to see anybody. And yeah. then I had, I had some pretty serious vision problems and needed major eye surgery on each eye. So I had some challenges where I couldn't necessarily use a computer the right way and see small prints and I couldn't drive. And so now I'm sitting at home living in my childhood bedroom. I'm really not lying about that. And um, I just happened to be a fan of the podcast that I mentioned. And I was friends with uh, the, uh, the cast members on Facebook. And uh, one day out of the blue, I just simply shot an email and said, hey, would you guys be interested in having somebody promote your podcast? And I think the timing was just right. Um, they had tried um, some Facebook advertising, but because they're such a niche podcast, mm-hmm. marketing to a real broad audience on Facebook really didn't help very much. And by this time, I'd already met No Illusions uh, a couple of times, had a few phone calls with them, so I would consider us friends. We had a similar sense of humor, similar political views, and he said, sure, let's try it. And that was December of 2017, and we tried it, and it worked, and almost five years later, it's just kind of grown into, I'm kind of the jack of all trades when it comes to letting them focus on making content and they yeah. do the editing the technical part but then once the podcast is released then i do everything else so they don't have to answer questions or if, if a, an rss feed is broken they don't have to get you know 25 people saying hey i can't get my podcast today they can then focus on content creation and i can focus on all those other things because that's what i'm good at so that's kind oh, of wow. how, how it came to be and now you know, five years later so you really freed them up to do all of the shows that they do by taking a lot of that off of their shoulders yeah that was a big part of it because they had their plate full as you can see with how many podcasts we have four four and a half five and a half six podcasts um especially eli bosnick was doing a lot of this work and you know they're real people have lives and that was kind of the emphasis was if they could spend less time uploading things to youtube they could write one more joke they could do one more recording they could yeah. write one more script and so it kind of made some sense um just to pay for them to, you know they almost kind of bought some extra time for themselves during the week they bought themselves 20 extra hours of creative time and then i do all this other stuff which you know i like to do and i, I have some fun with and Frankly, I don't really think I have a job. I, I do just kind of lay in bed and play on Facebook. Wow. So do you have a background in any of this? Or is it just things that you knew you were good at? Do you have some education? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm pretty uneducated. Um, I'm kind of self, self-taught. self But uh, so obviously I know how to use social media. And I just did that as part of my existence as it, as it came about. But my first career, my main career, is in a business-to-business sales, high-level marketing promotion. Right. And so to promote things, 
it's kind of just something I've done for my entire career. Uh, my college degree was in finance, but that was just the way to, to drink for five years at Ohio State. Right. <laughs> and then, uh, then I got into sales. I was just always good at sales. And so this is no different than sales. You're just promoting the podcast, convincing people uh, that they like to listen to it, providing customer, customer satisfaction, um, giving people what they want, coming up with ideas to make things better. Uh, so my background applies to a lot of different things, but I'd never promoted a podcast before. Um, and then as it comes to planning the live shows and travel, my previous mm -hmm. career also, I was on the road four out of five days a week uh, for business. So I personally traveled like a fuck ton. So yeah, traveling, yeah, traveling in hotels is all second nature to me. So I actually can make their lives a lot easier. Um, again, they don't have to mess with hotels. They don't have to book flights. They don't have to worry about if someone's going to get their swag sent to the hotel on time. Uh, and that was all kind of second nature. So that's why this fits so well. It just kind of worked out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is a really cool job. Yeah, well, um, you did mention that you went to Ohio State. I do have a really important question there: uh, Buckeyes or Wolverines? Oh, I'm I'm Buckeye. I was I was born in Columbus, Ohio. Except for 20 years, I lived in Ohio my entire life, and uh, I went to the Ohio State University. And I used to go up to Wolverines games and uh, party up there. And uh, actually, it's a really good rivalry. But I'm definitely Ohio State all the way. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but I'm but I'm old Ohio State. I, I suspect yeah. I'm quite a bit older than you guys. I, I graduated back in the you know the 30s or something. It's it's been a while. Old what school. about Woody Hayes? Well, so I live in northern Ohio now, and I grew up in real northern Ohio. I would say half of my friends from high school are Wolverines. And the other half of us are Buckeyes. Uh, oh, it's, it's pretty because I'm almost at Lake Erie, basically, is where I live. Oh, that's got to be a nice area. No. It's, no? No, no. Have you been to Northern Ohio? <laughs> no. Sorry. You're Sorry. saying Lake Erie, I'm picturing something beautiful. Well, we've only been working, so every lake is, well, almost every lake is beautiful. <laughs> I like Oregon. I visited a few times. I love the Oregon coast, the lighthouses. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Okay. So I have a question that is a little bit off topic. Um, do you think zombies should be slow or should they be fast? And why do you think that? Well, so I have watched a lot of zombie movies and I've watched uh, Walking Dead, of course, and some of the spinoffs and. Mm -hmm. um, my favorite zombie movie is Train to Busan, and those were fast zombies. Uh, and I also, World War Z had very fast zombies. Uh, so I, I'm, a fast, I'm a fast zombie guy. I, I think it's, it makes everything more challenging. And I, I've thought about this a lot, actually. I can't believe you asked me this question, but I've got a lot of zombie thoughts. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, where is this podcast going? No one's ever asked this before. This is hard-hitting journalism. There's, I, I think it would be easy to defeat slow-walking zombies. The only way they can win is in those zombie hordes. And sure. 
uh-huh. you just spend your time um, figuring out ways to kill mass zombies, kill hordes of zombies, but you never should be caught one on one against a zombie yeah. without a weapon. Uh, fast, fast zombies, I think there's a there's almost no way you really get fast zombies. No, no, I think absolutely not. I am legend clearly made that apparent. Then I guess it depends um, on what side you're on. When I say I'm pro fast zombies, I'm anti human. So I guess. Right, right. I think we're all on the same side yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe we do. Maybe we deserve some of that. A hundred percent. Okay, well, then I'm also. Okay, so zombies do happen. Is this a human made zombie, or do you think the Earth let out the, the zombie ness? I, I like the movies where there's a uh, an, an evil government who has been playing around and yes. something has escaped and created a zombie. Um, yes. I also really like the idea of not having it spelled out for me explicitly. I want to assume, but I don't want it to be a, you know, too obvious and a no-brainer. I kind of like to leave that to be part of the show or the movie. That there's some like, was a little too obvious that the government did that, which, right? Which one? Resident Evil. Yeah, I guess, yeah. I thought that was just a little bit lazy. Oh, too, too obvious, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I prefer to not entirely be sure. You know, that first season of Walking Dead where they find what was it a CDC lab or something, and they think it might have been a virus, but. At the end of the day, where it came from isn't all that important because right. let's face it, humans are all going to die anyway. <laughs> no one's going to have zero. And, and even in the classic uh, Stephen King's The Stand, I mean, we know it was the government, we know it was um, the military, and something escaped. And of course, the government had the hubris to try to say, well, we can contain it or study it or, or figure it out. But mm-hmm. that's my only objection with the stand is that was just too obvious is you know how that how that came about. Okay, so not exactly a zombie movie, but the happening. What about something like that where it's trees that have decided they hate humans <laughs> and they're just going to release in this pollen or whatever and just make us all kill each other and the ourselves and what was it throwing themselves into wood chippers? Oh. That was a good of that one. That was a really good one. I watched that when I was pretty young and so I was like, oh shit, the earth really is going <laughs> So I don't I don't know if you know, but one of our podcasts got off of movies. We did oh, yeah. a, um, mis- uh, 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 a rip on uh, the happening, and Marky Mark is one of our favorite targets to make fun of. And uh, the happening to me is is a comedy. I I think the happening is funny. Um, I think that yeah. concept could have been done a different way and with a different actor and maybe some different writing. I like the idea behind it, but that that movie was just. I feel that way about all of M. Night Shyamalan's movies. It's like he Uh, has these great little ideas, but just doesn't do the right thing with those ideas. Yeah, Uh, Sixth Sense is the only one I like. It was great. Yeah, but if The Happening were written a little bit differently, and then all I could, anytime someone brings up The Happening, all I can think of is killer bushes. I just, (laughs) house plants, are we worried? 
How about marijuana? Marijuana is marijuana going to be like cool, cool happening, cool pieces? I, I don't know. How does marijuana feel about being smoked, Michelle? I, well, she loves it in me, so. Yeah. Is the marijuana yeah. going to just be kind of like, hey, lay back, it's cool? Yeah, I I, you know what? If I was smoked to death by marijuana, I would be okay with that. <laughs> yeah, I think it's more dry. A new yeah. movie where marijuana smokes you, that's the plot. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, I think, isn't that on um, Scary Movie? The the marijuana yes. plant rolls up, uh, what's his name? Oh my goodness, I can't remember. But he rolls him up and then lights his ass yes, on fire. Yes, he does. <laughs> awesome. Okay, so back into work stuff. Mm -hmm. um, I also struggle from depression, um, and you mentioned that earlier. So what are some, we actually wrote this question before even any of that, so now I'm even a little more interested. Um, how do you get yourself out of slumps or ruts at work? Like, do you have slumps or ruts? I do. I, I, I have a lot of that. And the first thing that helps me, and I realize I'm very unique, is I have a job that if I don't want to do it at 6 p.m. on Tuesday, I just don't do it. I can do my job at 1 in the morning on Friday or at noon on Saturday. So I can, I'm fortunate enough to be able to schedule my work around my moods. And I, I'm very lucky. I, I can really, really realize that I'm privileged in that sense. Uh, but uh, take your fucking medication. Um, if your medication isn't working, go back and talk to your doctor and get new medication or change your medication. Uh, I'm a big believer in talk therapy. And for me, one of the things I've learned to rely on I try to be super fucking organized so that everything that I could possibly do is set up. So, for example, on Thursday mornings, we have our largest podcast that comes out. I have things automated, so all I really have to do is click on a few things, copy a little bit of paste and text here and there, and I've got all of my postings done. I've pre-written my jokes. I've got everything done. So if I'm having a bad Thursday morning, it doesn't really matter. I can just literally lay there and, you know, in 30 minutes worth of keystrokes, do a half a day's worth of work. And that helps me get through some of those things. Uh, I find that when I'm having problems, I'm not creative. But when my mental health is good, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm creative. I'm funny. I come up with good ideas. So I I kind of learned just to deal with my, my downtime because I can. And then I take advantage of the uptime. I don't, that's kind of a long answer to your questions, but it really comes yep. down to, you know, medication is my is, is my best friend. Okay. Drugs, drugs. <laughs> Listen, I'm a huge advocate as well. Okay. We live in Oregon. Drugs are yeah. legal here. I'm, I'm very I'm pro drug, very pro drug. So what are some of the uh, tools that you have that are indispensable for your job, especially on those days? when you're just feeling like you can't get up and do this today? So I, I like to keep everything organized in, in Excel spreadsheets. I'm an Excel spreadsheet guy. I think they're pretty. I like to make them look nice. Uh, but I like to have things where I know I can get it. Um, so for me, it's, it's a matter of anything that helps me get and stay organized not only helps, but I seem to have this personality trait 
But I like it. It's, it's my comfort zone to be organized. I like mm-hmm. apps that are like notes and data planners and things that do multiple functions for me. I, I'm attracted to those kind of things, and I feel warm and fuzzy uh, about them. So that 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 helps me do those things. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. We're the same way. I I have probably 10 different note apps that I use and different binders that I keep for different information. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. apps are great. Uh, uh, I mean, literally, except for a few things, I literally could do my entire job on an iPhone. Um, only a few things do I need to download and edit files for that I need a laptop for. And everything else is, is on the cell phone because, you know, apps rule. Yeah, for sure, which is pretty nice. Yeah. We've got all these things to remind us to brush our teeth and <laughs> yeah, we wait yeah. all this. It is it is nice. Um, so, okay, so have you gotten into Apple Watches yet? Or a smartwatch? I have I actually from I've had a in my entire life I had an Apple. Um I got sick and tired of them not giving me the camera that I wanted. So this yeah. year I switched to Samsung. Um, I do have the Samsung watch, and it reminds me every single day that I am not sleeping enough. Um, <laughs> it is so wonderful in that way that it also reminds me that I'm stressed out today. Uh, yeah. so, they're they're um, wonderful as far as providing feedback. Maybe that stresses you out more, but they provide feedback. I mean, mine tells me if I snore. I mean, it's mm-hmm. telling me how many steps I took, uh, my blood pressure. Um, those are wonderful. It's yeah. good to check in with, it's nice to have something to help us check in with ourselves because I know myself, I have a hard time checking in with myself because I don't always know what everything feels, everything just feels all the same. Um, so it's cool to be like, oh, wow, I've only taken 200 steps today. Maybe that's why my back hurts, you know, yeah. um, or something like that on a bad day. Uh, but yeah, we got kind of lucky with this technology here mm-hmm. i would say yeah absolutely yeah. um so what are some challenges like what are some of the biggest challenges facing your industry today um so i don't know about the podcast industry overall i haven't put a lot of thought into that but but specifically the way we're set up is we're supported primarily by donations and mostly through a website called Patreon where okay. uh, listeners can sign up and voluntarily pay to pay from $1 to up to whatever they want per podcast. They still get the podcast for free, but if they'd like to have it give us some money because they like what they hear and they like to support us, then they can. Uh, but that's our main financing vehicle. If Patreon yeah. website goes down, or they change yeah. the terms of service, or they're a shitty company, or they get hacked, or they want to jack around with their business model, uh, overnight they could almost put us out of business. I mean, literally, we could still make podcasts, we just wouldn't get any money for it. So we, I, Patreon makes me nervous. Um, their website and their app is a little bit clunky and. They're they're not going to hear this, I guess, but yeah. I, no, I, kind we're not. They, I kind of think they suck. So I worry <laughs> about pay, a Patreon. The other thing I worry about is all of our podcasts. I mean, we're beyond edgy. I mean, 
we're a we're a fuck we're a fuck you podcast yeah. and uh, yeah. we say what yeah. you think and very very progressive very left very, very political. You should have listened to a religion trivia. <laughs> yeah. If the wrong pe- if the wrong people get in charge and decide that our speech isn't what tech should be allowing, uh, because mm-hmm. we're not you know we're not Christian nationalists or we're not pro Jesus or we're not right wing or whatever we're not then um and we got kicked off itunes or we got kicked off youtube then Mm -hmm. then again we'd be out of business so we're kind of at the mercy of a few things i don't think we can control um yeah and i don't know if there's anything that we could do about that but that's how i get paid too i mean if the hosts don't get any money they're not going to give me any of it you know they're going to they might still do this for fun because they enjoy having their outlet, but certainly um, there would be people who lose their jobs. Yeah, for sure. And that would be, I mean, it wouldn't make their job easier, you know, when when you have to take the entrance. You're doing it for fun, right? Or is it fit? <laughs> nope, got lost in my own. But it would be, you know, if they had to take on all of the responsibilities that you're doing right now, I it would be way harder for them to be as creative as they are right now. So they might not be able to even do it just for fun. Yeah, the podcast originally started with one person and, and kind of two, but it was just a, as an outlet to uh, rant about some things related to uh, religion. And um, it turned into a, hey, would people like what they heard? And it turned into the opportunity for a business and a career. But, um, you know, without without a financing arm, most of the podcasts that you listen to out there probably wouldn't exist. Well, we really need to find a different way to... Well, I guess there are more podcasting apps. You know, we've got Anchor now. I don't yeah. know what anything about any of these apps. I'm going to tell you that right now before I start having this conversation. I have no knowledge of any of this. Um, Dinah does all this stuff for me. I'm just here. Um, but it's, yeah, it sounds really sketch that your business is literally into one app. I mean, and it, it's, I don't even think it's just yours, right? Because that's, I mean, most podcasts are on right. Patreon. All right. the podcasts who are on Patreon. Well, Unless you get so big, you can get to a Spotify and get a Joe Rogan deal, um, right? But a lot of big pod, a lot of big podcasts have deals like an iHeartRadio and Spotify. Mm-hmm. But they're they're big podcasts. They're really, that, yeah, that's so a lot of, and there's millions of dollars involved. But mm-hmm. a yeah, lot yeah. of the podcasts um, that really that even got there, Joe Rogan started on Patreon. Sam Harris on Patreon. Um, mm-hmm. You know, a lot of the podcasts that are real popular, you know, started on Patreon and some are still there. So you wouldn't have starter podcasts anymore either. Um, yeah, I don't want that by any means. There's maybe like a, um, maybe like a wider, like options of, like of apps, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I wish Patreon had a, had a legitimate competitor to do what they do. Uh, yeah. if, if they did, I suspect they would start to lose business to somebody monopoly out of one you know it's mm-hmm. kind of sketch when one person owns everything you know yeah, they kind of invented what they're doing and nobody you know they dominated the market for the small people because when we were small there was no charge they said hey we'll provide a vehicle people can give you money we'll keep a little bit of it and give you the rest 
Mm-hmm. You don't have to do anything. I thought it was. All right, let me ask another question that is off topic of business. <laughs> How do you feel about science creating spider goats? Spider goats? I spider don't know if I know what a spider goat is. <laughs> oh my god. Is, no. this a, is this a cryptid thing? Um, no, it is not. This is a real life thing. Let me let Dinah tell you all about this. So one of our first episodes, um, actually I got it got the idea from listening to I want to say it was Scathing Atheist. It was one of the Puzzle of a Thunderstorm podcasts. Spiders that were necrobiotics. And so I did a little deep dive because I was like, what the fuck is this? And just did a little reading into it because it was such an interesting topic and found out that scientists have actually combined the DNA from a spider and a goat to make goats that create that secrete a spider web like substance in their milk. Now personally my theory is that eventually we're going to get eight legged goats that can climb the walls and suck our bloods and are going to be shooting webs everywhere. And that's a terrifying thing. <laughs> I think I'm pro spider goat. This sounds this sounds fascinating. And the reason I the reason I'm pro spider goat is I'm I'm starting to wonder what other kind of animals can we combine that would be cool. Well we had to, that was my exact response to everything. We could have spider snakes anyway, and the idea of a goat-sized spider, just no. No, we, we should not have that. That should not be a thing that exists in the world. That will be why we have a zombie apocalypse, because we created goat-sized spiders. Well, no, they were doing the, the um, with the dead. Spiders. Yeah, that's yeah, what that's the necrobiotics. Yes. It was from one of the oh, it was one of their okay. shows okay. that the whole thing started. That is going to start some zombie shit. It is. <laughs> it is. We are re spiders and then turning them into goats. What what if we end up with bear wasps? I feel like Australia already has wasps the size of bears. They probably do. Yeah, I mean, I feel these people in Australia. I always go back to them because I'm just like, can I just give you a hug? You live with all these giant insects. I'm not sure I believe Australia is real. They lost a war to emus, or was it ostriches? It doesn't matter. They lost a giant bird. Giant dinosaur birds. I'm not sure that Australia is real. So where do you weigh in on that one? Too? Is Australia a real place? So I have one really good friend who lives there, and it's a running joke between she and I. And she swears Australia is real, but I don't think so because the only time she ever replies to me is is when I'm asleep. So I don't think this would be real. Oh, yep, it's not real. That makes no. Have you ever been to Australia? Don't even know how to, don't even know, can't even see it, don't even know. No, I have looked out my window, it's not there. Um, I've looked across the ocean and I also did not see it. Do you think we could see it from Alaska though? I went, I looked across Alaska. Oh, okay. But did you see Russia? No, but Russia's real. Dang. (laughs) Dang. Yeah, I think (laughs) it is. I think they're real, unfortunately. 
you know what? As long as if they are real, that's fine. They can keep all those bugs. Keep them in that unreal space for us. Because <laughs> we don't do you, do you think it'll be evil Russia who will uh, let loose the zombie virus on us? Is it a Russia that's going to get us? I've been playing video games since I was a very young child. And every single video game that I played, those fucking zombies came from Russia. Okay? <laughs> Every fucking single one of them. So yeah, Tim, thank you for bringing that up. I totally do think that that is going to be them. See, and I think considering what they have already let loose on this country since 2016, I don't think that it's impossible for them to let loose zombies. <laughs> they may have already started. Listen, isn't Nikolai Tesla, is, is that a real person or is that just a video? Nikolai game? Tesla? Nikolai yeah well tesla was a real person yes but not like elon musk is not from that amount oh that's not you said it out loud i was like wait that's not his name <laughs> this is what i warned you about that we just go off on tangents yeah. so no, you feel free to jump in and tell us if eli is elon musk and nikolai tesla are the same person and if they're russians who are bringing about the zombie apocalypse you can't see me sweating. I was afraid somebody was going to ask me what's Tesla's nationality, where is he actually from? And I was already sweating over here, and I was just about ready to Google. <laughs> but I can't. I can't Google. That's too funny. I, off the top of my head, I want to say that he was actually Italian. But I'm probably just making that shit up because I do that. He was one of the ones that started the zombies. But he was in Russia. I know this for sure. Why would Tesla start zombies? It was a video game. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, no. He's a mad scientist. <laughs> so, I just kind of thought there was a little bit of realness in that. <laughs> I'm going to tell you what. Most of my information on World War II literally came from Call of Duty. So, like, is all of my information really that good? I don't know. Probably not. <laughs> I feel like Tesla was before World War II. That was number one, wasn't it? Uh, yeah. <laughs> considering today's news, I think you could do worse than Call of Duty in order to get to history. So much. That's true. You can <laughs> appreciate <laughs> that so much. <laughs> I'm 26, by the way. So if that puts anything more into perspective for you. <laughs> uh, and I'm, I'm 58, so I've been... Uh, uh, I was alive during World War II, I think. I was pretty close. Wow. No, not me. No, I don't think you were. Yeah, sometimes I forget. Makes you, that makes you younger than my dad, and he wasn't alive in World War II. So you, you would have you to be old. Are you big history books? Um, I, I know a little bit about history. My dad was huge into history, so talked constantly about it. So I know everything I didn't ignore when he was talking. Uh, uh, one of my beefs with my high school education was we didn't, I don't know why, maybe I didn't learn a lot, but we didn't seem to learn a lot about history. And once I became like an older and like a real person, um, I learned all of my history um, from reading books and watching PBS and you know, much more as an adult, and I was amazed at how much I didn't learn in high school. But maybe oh. I just didn't care. Maybe I learned it, but I just didn't, you know, 
No, I think they just didn't. Because there's a lot I've learned in the last few years. But I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, I didn't learn. How did I never hear that before? As someone who, like, my high school, I just got out of high school, like, what, almost 10 years ago? Um, I didn't learn a damn thing. I mean, like, nothing. And stuff like when World War II was, I know that because I also grew up a Jehovah's Witness. And so we had some apocalypse types of things that were based on World War II, the timing of World War II, and the generation that would have been alive to be aware of World War II (laughs) was going to be the last generation to live on Earth. I mean, yeah, some serious apocalypse stuff around that whole era. So I know World War II was in 1945. Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. Well, you're close to being clear of that timeline then. You're probably 98% of the way through. I think you might we might be okay. Okay. (laughs) You know, at this point, they have actually, I'm not part of that cult anymore. Um, My dad still is. So every now and then I hear a little bit about it and they have revised now their apocalypse stuff so now it's no longer the generation that was alive in 1945 now their numerology tells them it was the generation that was old enough to have studied about world war ii and is still alive everybody do enjoy how religion just gets to be like you know what guys i was i said this uh-huh. and we're now switching this uh-huh. because it doesn't really work for what we said back here so we're just gonna and it is this is actually the way it is now um oh and you would be surprised okay. how many times they just said we never said that that's not what we said you misunderstood what, what i said i didn't say that and you can show them on paper you printed this on paper and gave it to millions of people and they're like no i didn't no nope, no nope. it didn't happen that wasn't me no fake news like what <laughs> okay um you you guys i grew up as a southern baptist and oh I'm not, I'm not part of that cult anymore either but it would take a whole podcast full of times to tell you when i was a kid i was curious and i asked questions so almost every sunday morning during sunday school i would ask questions and of course, the Sunday school teacher couldn't or wouldn't answer. And almost invariably, I got walked from Sunday school into adult Sunday school to sit with my mom and get yelled at because I wouldn't stop asking the Sunday school teacher questions every Sunday, every Sunday. And I, they were good questions. You know, I wanted to know, you know, stuff about ribs and, you know, and, and, th- you know, and the art. How do they fit all those people out? And every sunday the sunday school teacher just walked me right down the hall and that was it and then i was in trouble again yeah i um i think i want to say i was like eight i always get the ages mixed up but i was like eight years old and we were in uh i was seventh day adventist and we were in um south Uh, school and uh i looked at our we called um, them aunties, and we, I looked at her and I said, uh, how do we know that God is real and where is the proof? And she just looked at me and she said, you know, you just you just feel it. We just know by his love. And I was just like, no, no, um, I don't think that's true. Uh, so I made the entire Sunday school cry, or Sabbath school cry. The two girls were just bawling. 
and we were all just crying because I was like, you guys do realize that we're dumb. And, uh, and I did continue to go to church after that. But after that point, it was like, but I was going to church for like the food and the cuddles from like all the people. Um, it had nothing to do with like I was not listening to anything that happened. Um, <laughs> I just liked uh, people because they were nice and they they loved. Um, other than that, I took really good naps. So <laughs> I feel that. Yeah. Um. Okay. What are we? Do we have some more questions? Do we want to ask? Um, yeah. yeah. So we are a new podcast. And do you have any advice for us to grow our media presence? Um, gosh. Um, maybe I have some advice. I don't know if it would be good or not. But I would say one of the things that somebody told me one time, and I think he had it right, he said, find the podcast that you want to listen to that nobody else is doing, then make that podcast. So what, what you would like, make that and make that your own. Um, I think that um, there's a lot of very unique voices out there uh, that sometimes try to copy and be too much like somebody that they're not. And they have some great ideas and some great hosts, uh, but they just never make it their own or they, they never follow that instinct. And one of the things that I don't know why, maybe it's just the way that I am, I find that people who listen to the show really enjoy that parasocial relationship. They enjoy interacting with the hosts, and people like to get their Facebook posts liked. They like to get their tweets retweeted. Tweets, retweets are good. Um, yeah. they, li they like to ask a question and get an answer. And that's one of the things that's helped our podcast is oh, everybody knows it's not one of the three main hosts, but they send in an email to tell us about a news story or a movie they might think we would enjoy, and they get a reply, and it's not just an auto reply. I sit down, I read the email, and I say, you know, here's what I think about that. It doesn't have to take a lot of time, but I notice people enjoy that, and it builds loyalty and um, kind of some brand recognition. So that's one of the things I would say is the people who are going to spend 45 minutes listening to your podcast, give them five minutes of your time. Give them three minutes of your time, two minutes of your time. Uh, it, it'll make a big difference. That's one of the things I would, you know, that I would recommend, I suppose. Yeah, yeah that is. So one last question, yeah. and this is a big one. Mm -hmm. If you could have any superpower, what would it be? So I'm not going to say Superman. And that might surprise you because my uh, avatar on Facebook is Superman. I post a lot about Superman, but I just like the concept of Superman. But I think a Superman in real life would be a dick. Um, I, I think that's, that's not... He has too much power. He could never be a... He could never be benevolent. He's just too strong and too fast, and yeah, you know, uh -huh. it would just be too much. So if I can have a real life superpower, um, gosh, you think you would think I would have an answer for this? But I think I would like a, you know, when you're on YouTube and you have that 15 second back button. 
Mm-hmm. I want a 15 second back button in real life. So that when I say something stupid, I can go, oh, 15 second back button, and then I can give a better answer to a question just like this one. I like that. Yeah. That's a really good one. Um, Dinah, I'm interested in what you would what you would have. Oh, see, and I know mine. Okay. I would have the ability to affect to affect the laws of probability. Because think about it, it is improbable for a human to be able to fly without an airplane. Boom, now I can. Humans can't be invisible. Boom, now I can. Okay, you affect the so laws of probability. You have every power. I'm more powerful than Superman. Damn. And yes, I am a dick. <laughs> yeah, that's great. What about you? Um, I want to be able to like be so in tune with emotions that I can affect everyone's emotions, but also know what mine are. <laughs> <laughs> making people feel shit that could be dangerous it could be but it could also be really beneficial for like a bad moment yeah and also yeah i also Uh have like two like probably a lot of power though because i can also make people feel differently than they're feeling Uh uh-huh a little manipulative at the end of it but i could see you being the kind of person who uses that for good i want to be that person yeah See, and I would just be using it for bad all the time. <laughs> Everyone go to see one time to work. <laughs> I love it. Well, Tim, thank you so much. It has actually been really awesome talking to you. I, this was fun. Yes, this was awesome. So thank you. Um, Donna, you got anything? No, we just really appreciate you coming on and... I don't know, maybe if we do an episode in the future about our little religious cults we grew mm-hmm. up in, maybe we'll uh, reach out to you again. Oh, please oh. do. I have lots of funny stories about Southern Baptist and Precocious from what Tim is a kid. Uh, I, I'd love to come on and talk about some of that. It brings me joy. That's awesome. We might have to schedule that one pretty soon, yeah. then. Okay, well, thank you very much for having me on. This was a blast. Yeah, this was. Thank you so much for coming. Have a good night. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. Hey, y'all. This is Dinah. We just reached our subscriber goal of 25 subscribers. So to reward you for being faithful listeners, we would like to offer a little contest. Send us an email at 2ambrains, that is the number 2, am brains with a z at gmail.com and we will choose one lucky listener to get some great 2am brains merchandise thanks for listening and keep tuned in for more prizes later